And so our reading for this, this weekend's worship comes to us from Matthew chapter 10, beginning at the 34th verse. That Jesus says, Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And person's enemies, a person's enemies will be those of his own household. That whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever, lose, whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. That whoever receives you receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. For the one who receives a prophet because he is a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And the one who receives a righteous person because he is a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. And whoever gives one of these little ones even a cup of cold water because he is a disciple, truly I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Amen. So we've been talking about the plans and the promises of Jesus Christ for his church. That as we've been in the midst of this kind of construction time within our church, we've been thinking about how is it that Jesus is laying out those blueprints, those plans for where his church is to go and how it is to be. And so we've heard already a fair bit of Matthew chapter 9 and 10. But today we get the end of that passage. And so I just have to, have to think that when I kind of put my mind to reflecting upon what goes on here, I can't help but think that those disciples, those 12, who were called at the beginning of Matthew chapter 10 to come and to be his disciples, I just have to stop and think that they had to think that they were pretty special. <laughs> That of all of the people that were coming to follow Jesus, of all the people that were there, is that they were chosen. And so in the midst of that, is that what is it that we see? We see them just having that joy, that excitement that Jesus now calls them to go and to, to, to preach this good news. Is that to go and to, uh, to heal the sick, to cast out demons. Is that they're talking about power, authority, spiritual ability. Is that they had to simply be like, yes, <laughs> that I've been chosen for perhaps the greatest job. But then, then Jesus keeps talking. <laughs> Is that then Jesus all of a sudden says, and if anyone does not receive you, that you shall knock the dust off of your sandals in judgment of them. So that he then says something along the lines of, do not think that the student is above the master, for if they called the master Beelzebul, which you probably are like, what? <laughs> Is it that's 
a Jesus time frame, that time of the you know, of that that time frame that Jesus was alive, that that was a, another way of talking about you know about Satan or or the evil spirits. Is that if they call Jesus the Master, this this evil spirit who is now bringing this strange and foreign reality? Don't think that you, as the student, <laughs> will somehow just be able to avoid this kind of opposition. And Jesus then begins to put in all of these difficult and hard things. And then we come to our text today. We come to these very words, is that do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I thought that's why he came. <laughs> he said, I have not come to bring peace, but a sword that I will set father against son, daughter against mother, daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Now, I know probably some of you are like, I can understand the last one. <laughs> but son against father, daughter against mother, is that what is it that we see here? That Jesus now even goes to the point of saying that whoever does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Now, this is the first time that Jesus has ever mentioned the cross. Now, we live on this side of the cross and the tomb and all of the good news and the joy of what Jesus has done. That we hear the cross and we think, oh, salvation, forgiveness, grace, the goodness of God. They heard cross and they thought of nothing but suffering and death and execution and humiliation. <laughs> They thought of something that you would run from, not something that you would celebrate gathering at the foot of the cross of Jesus. And so what is, what's going on here? <laughs> Jesus has called these excited disciples to come and to be a part of that building of the church, and they now have this uncertainty <laughs> because Jesus keeps adding more. He keeps saying things that just simply unsettle them. So what's a pastor to do when we approach these texts? Well, usually that's when us pastors go ahead and preach on the Old Testament or the New Testament, you know, the letter, is that we'd, we'd say, hey, there's some other options. <laughs> but that doesn't leave us with the answers needed of what does this text mean? See, recently I heard a pastor quoting uh, another uh, Christian author who is reflecting upon this, is that he says that there are some things that Jesus said or did that I really wish that Jesus didn't say or do. <laughs> I think that we can all be honest about that. There are some things that make us uncomfortable, some things that confuse us, some things that leave us questioning and wondering what's going on here. But I think today as we come to this text, that what are we to make of that Jesus says that he came not to bring peace? I thought he was the prince of peace. So what do we do? How do we go? That at least as I begin to think about it, as I begin to think about who I am <laughs> and how we are as people and who Jesus is, 
and how he is as the very true Savior and Lord and Messiah, that there's a couple of things that come to my mind. See, we, we have a lot of expectations. <laughs> I don't know, maybe, maybe you're different, but I have a lot of expectations. <laughs> there's a lot of other people out there that have a lot of expectations. We think we know how things should be. <laughs> That when we go out and start the car, we know what should happen. That when we're driving our way to work or church or something else, that we know how that drive should go. But what happens when those expectations turn out differently than we expect? That what happens when that car doesn't start? Or what happens when that traffic jam all of a sudden gets in our way and our schedule and our plans? Or even worse than that, what do we do when that driver that just comes out of nowhere and runs with us and leaves us shaking our head in astonishment and disbelief of wondering, where did that come from? See, we often have expectations of how Christian life should be. That if I'm following Jesus, that if I'm doing that, that thing of following the one who is the Savior, if we are following the Lord and seeking what is good and all of those things, sometimes I think we think that things should be easier for us as Christians. That somehow things should be better or things should be different than those others out there that we have expectations of how things should be. But what does Jesus come to proclaim? He comes to proclaim that the kingdom of God has now come to this kingdom of earth, and we know of just how much this kingdom of earth is turned upside down. Things are not right here. They haven't been right for a long time long time. And so what does it mean that when the true Prince of Peace comes into a world that is so upside down, that has its values all misconstrued, that has its desires all discombobulated, that what's going to happen? <laughs> that there's going to be conflict. <laughs> That too often our expectation of peace is this, is that we think that it should include us out in our beautifully groomed backyard with that sun shining and that, I think, 78 degrees, whatever it is, whatever temperature you like. They're laying out in our hammock or on our back deck, simply just enjoying the beautiful noise of the birds chirping and just the wind lightly rustling the trees. <laughs> we think of peace as something that is just that everything is okay in my external life. <laughs> but is that reality? Is that this world? This world that has been broken by sin, dealing with this suffering? That when Jesus comes and says that I did not come to bring peace to the earth, that he knows what's going to happen. The Prince of Peace? they will kill. The very Lord of life, 
they will call Satan himself, <laughs> is that there is nothing here that will meet expectations of how things should be in our minds. That we find ourselves staring down this reality that Jesus is calling us to something deeper, something bigger, something greater, something more. And so when we hear these words, that whoever does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Now I at least have to stop and think for a moment. How many times have I taken up my cross and said, Jesus, I'm following you. And then I've stumbled and I've fallen. How many times have I left that cross just laying there and just complained and grumbled about all of these things that I have to do? But how many times is my life filled with complaining and hard, you know, complaining about the hardship or the trials or those things of why isn't things working out the way I want? See, Jesus uses that conflict, that division, <laughs> that everything in that world being upside down, that he uses it. <laughs> For us to see more of ourselves than we are willing to admit. <laughs> and he uses that to help form us and shape us and to bring us again and again to his grace. <laughs> that if we are honest, we are not worthy of him. I mean, isn't that what we confessed earlier? Isn't that what we confessed when we say, I, a poor, miserable sinner... <laughs> Confess my sins unto you. Jesus, I'm not worthy. I am not in control. I don't know what's right. I don't know what's good. I don't know what is perfect or good. And I know too much that I stumble, that I fall, that I want peace. But the fact is, is that not only is there maybe not peace within my own family, there's certainly not peace with me and some of those out there in this world. But the truth is, is that there's not even peace in me. And so when Jesus comes, he does the hard work. The hard work of calling us to that very place that we admit of just how much we depend upon him. For as many times as we have taken up our cross and stumbled and fallen, or as many times as we have stubbornly refused and said, uh-uh, I'm not picking that up again, that we see how Jesus carried his cross. That he did not stumble. That Jesus did not give up. That there was nothing that Jesus would let stand in the way of going all of the way to the place where he would say, it is finished. Not just his journey to the cross, but our very sin, our very self-righteousness, our very ability to somehow try to prove ourselves that we are worthy of him. It is finished and done. He invites us to stop. To stop and see what does he have for us? That whoever finds his life will lose it. 
but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. That Paul was one of those. He thought he had found his life. He had his things in order and he thought he knew how things would go. Is that how does he put it in Philippians? Is that a Pharisee of Pharisees, that I was born of the tribe of Benjamin, is that as to zeal, is that I was faultless. You know, is that what does he continue to proclaim? That he continues to proclaim that he had his life in control. His expectations were ruling that place. But what does he proclaim? He said, then I found myself yearning for a righteousness that is not my own. Why? Because he realized as much as he was building himself up, he found himself out there on that rickety little, sh little shelf out there that all of those nails breaking and all of those things beginning to find themselves out. And Paul found himself finally realizing of just how precarious he was simply leaning out on his own strength that Jesus invites us to lose our life, that we may find him, to find a righteousness that is not our own, to find a peace that is greater than we can imagine, to find a hope, a hope that will not disappoint in the end. That what does Jesus invite us to? He invites us to the fact that my peace is greater than your peace. My hope is even bigger than what you now hope for. That my plans, my promises, not just for my church, but my plans and promises for you are greater. And yet, what does Jesus go on to say? Is that whoever gives one of these little ones even a cup of cold water, because he is a disciple, Truly, I say to you that he will by no means lose his reward. What's up with that? <laughs> that when we lose our self-righteousness and find his righteousness, that even the little things, the little things of life, not these big and amazing and astounding acts of faith that we think that we can conjure up, but no, even those little small gestures of a cup of cold water to one who is thirsty, care for the person who's hurting and broken, that food for the man who is homeless, that word of forgiveness to the one who has wronged us, is that it doesn't matter how big or how small <laughs> that Jesus says, that in so many ways is that with every act of love that we now bring that very news of that life, that hope, that peace into the present. That Jesus invited his disciples on that night that he was ready to go to his cross. And what do we hear? That we hear those very words of the Lord's Supper. This foretaste of the feast to come, this appetizer of the banquet that awaits. Is that maybe, maybe Jesus knows what he's talking about, and maybe Jesus' plans are good enough in themselves. So maybe we can trust him, because what does he do? 
that he welcomes us to the table. He welcomes us to the family, that he welcomes us to a peace, a peace that surpasses all understanding, that guards your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus as he feeds us, as he nourishes us, and as he forgives us daily. Amen.